What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz and joined by my dude Goose, a.k.a. Bulls Scripted. We're here to recap a Chicago Bulls victory, 112-108 after the All-Star break. So out of All-Star break, we come back with a victory right away. Before we recap this, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for other Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, screw that. Go over to the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel on Tap Sportsnet. Hop into the comments section. Let's talk about this Bulls dub. Let's go. Goose, I missed you, man. Missed you. We have not recorded since the last Thursday before the Bulls uh, took their little break. Uh, for all so exactly a week since I've seen your beautiful face, but we're still we're still streaking. So that's that's all that really matters. I haven't put my clothes back on yet. I feel great. I, I'm streaking. I'm, I'm just I'm doing great. I'm seeing red all over the place. I feel good about myself and about the Bulls right now, even though they almost blew this one. And I know that had you. I'm sure that had you a little nervous, didn't it? It, it did. Uh, Danilo Gallinari had like uh, awakening in in the second half here, and it was not fun. Um, on top of bogey hitting a lot of crucial shots because I locked down Trey Young tonight. Which can you say that one more time, please, so everybody can hear what you just said, please? I locked Trey Young down. Okay, I just want to make sure that's what you said. All right. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I mean, it was yeah. a uh, defensive clinic from Io tonight, uh, despite ending up with five fouls. Um, he, he had consecutive stops on Trey at the end of the game. Uh, and throughout the night, just made it a living hell for him on that end of the floor. And if you can stop Trey Young, you can beat the Atlanta Hawks. So can you confirm to me right now that three for 17 is not good? No. That's bad. That's, that's bad. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I can't stand Trey Young, and we've talked about that on this show before. So nothing made me happier to see that he could not hit a shot again against us. He's he struggled all year against us, and the Bulls now moved to three and zero against Atlanta on the season with one more matchup coming. I think in a couple days, um, and that will be in Atlanta. But it seems that we have their number now that I just said that. Mm, I don't like putting that juju out there like that. But hey, for the first three games, we got some we've had a number. Young's number since we had Chris Dunn. If we're being honest, so it's okay. Rip. Yeah, so <laughs> Bulls start tonight, man, uh, on a 10-0 run to start the game. You know, force Atlanta into a timeout. DeMar DeRozan scores 16 points in the first quarter. Just, I mean, doing his thing. 
What more do we need to say about him that we haven't said on this show before? I don't really know. Um, you go I mean, the whole game. we're I mean, saying lots of things about him. Almost every NBA player with any cachet around the league uh, with a Twitter is saying things about him uh, and giving him his credit. I'm just waiting for uh, national media to kind of catch up and uh, get with the program. Well, I saw that big perk. Big perk was talking today, man, saying about how DeMar deserves his due. And I don't really yeah. like when he talks, but I, I have selective hearing and I liked it today. I liked what he had to say today, but he he did get a little bit of credit from national media. Um, and I think that, like you said, the national media start, is starting to catch up to us and finally seeing what we're seeing out of DeMar DeRozan. I mean, it's it's damn near impossible not to when, when you see what this man is doing in the fourth quarter. Like, clutch shot after clutch shot. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get to our Javante moment at some point as well. But <laughs> DeMar just, you know, demoralizes teams in the fourth. I mean, you're – you have teams leaving Zach Levine wide open, and that's that's confusing. Like you know, you don't do that. No, that last shot that Demar hit to really you know seal that game, call it a day. It was three guys over there on him, and Zach Levine started to cut towards the rim because I mean, hey, you know why 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 not? Demar's got three guys on him, and Demar pulled up, and he drains the shot. And I, yeah, it was a great shot, but I don't know why I wasn't surprised. Because he's just been doing it all year. So I, I got to see it again. I'm excited about it. And he bails the Bulls out of yet another almost blowing this game. He bails them out with an awesome shot to to basically seal this one up. And I'm I'm damn proud to say that he's on our team that we've been watching him all year. And especially coming out of the break, a week without Bulls basketball, man. It's huge to see that he he's still doing it after the break. I, I just love it. And, and you know who, who else I'm proud to have on our team? Who's that? Uh, Tristan Kardashian. Oh, man. Tristan, let's talk about it. Trist, Tristan Thompson tonight, 13 minutes, 3 for 3 from the field, 5 for 8 from the free throw line, 11 points, 6 rebounds for the new big man. And he has taken Tony Bradley's spots within the rotation. And I'll tell you what, our buddy Joe Colley, did you see the tweet that Joe put out? I did. About, Joe, Joe put out a banger. Yeah, Joe. I, I am a little afraid for Joe's safety. Um, because that one was a little harsh towards Tony Brandt, and I don't want Joe to get, you know, taken out. Yeah, by I guess, Tony I guess Joe, Joe and Tony do, do have to be in the same building quite often. They do. They do have to be in the same building quite often. And and and, and Joe did him dirty. He goes, Thompson has 11 points in his debut. Tony Bradley had a total of 11 points for the month and didn't have an 11-point game all season. Enough said. So like next time you see Joe walking through the building, Tony Bradley be like, all right. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna catch you outside, Joe. <laughs> but no, he's got a point. The the big man off the bench was really big for us tonight, pun intended. But Tristan Thompson played a great first game for the Bulls. No, several huge offensive rebounds. Uh, made it to the free throw line. Did he go to the line more than Demar tonight, or did Demar still beat him up? Uh, so Tristan Thompson went to the line eight times. Uh, he made five of those free throw attempts, and Demar went seven times and made. Okay, five so Tristan Thompson in his <laughs> Chicago Bulls debut beat Demar Derozan in free throw attempts. That is yeah. magnificent. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, nobody would have predicted that. No, I, I, I sure the hell wouldn't have. Um, but then I'll again, tell you, Demar was missing a few calls there too, so he he should have beat. Uh, let's know. just put that out there right away before we start breaking down even more of the game and just talking our our normal smack. But these refs were terrible tonight. Absolutely terrible. I don't know what fell over there. Something fell. Um, did you hear that? No. 
That mic is so good, it doesn't pick up anything. But something fell, I'm a little terrified. So I'm just going to keep looking over there if I start running away. It's not, it's not a mouse bus. It better not be. We're not doing this again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying not to. I swear to guys, I fell over there. I'm a little freaking out right now. But in his debut game, um, you know, I didn't realize the kind of passion, I guess, Tristan Thompson plays with. And I, I guess I have to go back and look in, you know, 2015 when he was with the Cavs or, or anything like that. I didn't realize how he played the game. Um, and maybe that's because I hated him because he was a Cleveland Cavalier uh, and he was paired with LeBron. You know, I didn't like him, but to see the way he came in in his debut tonight, I think he took it really seriously. I think that he he provided a, a motor off the bench that the Bulls could really use. And I think he did a really good job. And I'm very confident moving forward with that kind of size in the lineup for the rest of the season. Yeah, outside of what he provided in the box sheet, just how vocal he was uh, for being so new to the team on both ends of the floor, uh, something you want to see. And he's he's definitely the kind of guy you feel like uh, has your back um, on the floor, too. So uh, everything he brought tonight uh, was just a testament to the Bulls essentially staying put at the trade deadline. They, they made the right decision. They were able to get somebody that filled their needs in a hole that they've had all year on the buyout market, and it didn't cost them anything. So, Do you feel better about that? I mean, I this is one game. This is one game. So I want early and prop. well, not, yeah, it is early. I want early and initial reaction, just rapid fire. Are you happy they didn't make a move and they just got a guy that fills a need with I didn't, the other players coming back? I didn't see Matt Thomas tonight, and I didn't see Tony Bradley tonight. So you feel good. W, so I'm feeling pretty damn you good. You feel pretty good. Okay, that's right. Feeling pretty good. That's totally fair. I, I felt pretty good when I didn't have to see Matt Thomas not shooting a three, but, you know, putting the ball on the floor and then doing a pull-up jumper. So I was pretty glad I didn't have to see that tonight. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sure you're a very nice guy. You would beat me up, as we have already said uh, in past episodes, but you make my skin crawl watching you play basketball. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Io too. I, I know we're jumping all over, but I want to talk about Io. Um, five for nine from the field, uh, two for three, hit two three-pointers in a row when the Bulls really needed it tonight. Um, as you mentioned before, the lockdown defense that Io Desumu played on Trey Young tonight was just fantastic. Uh, Io finishes off with 12 points, six rebounds, three assists, three blocks, two turnovers, but he did find himself in foul trouble. He did have five fouls, and that's because Trey Young gets superstar calls, which I don't understand why, because three for 17 isn't superstar numbers that don't get the job done. No, I mean, and superstars don't get locked down by second-round draft picks. Uh, that are rookies. You know, that just doesn't happen. Boom. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's probably taking something away from Iowa because he does not play like a second-round pick or a rookie. So uh, to see him continue to do this as a starter, you know, we have to continue to note, we are down Caruso and Lonzo. We are starting a second-round draft pick at point guard, and he is continuing to produce and stuffing the stat sheet. Like, he has grabbed full hold of this opportunity, and he is not letting go. I am very curious to see what happens when we are whole just because, like, we have so many guards, and Billy's great at playing three guards. But where? how do you steal minutes that, that are deserved for a player like him um, once we're whole? Yeah, I 100% don't think he falls out of the rotation at all. I, I, I wonder how this does look like you said. I mean, I could see, um, honest to God, as I look up and down here, and with the eventual return of Patrick Williams, Alex Crusoe, and Lonzo Ball, I could see coming off the bench in a consistent minute-type basis thing, Javante Green being a little bit mixed with DJJ, depending on um, matchup purposes. 
And then, and then he's going to take our Javante moments away from us. He might take the Javante green power hour away. Um, but I don't know either. I I don't, I'm not sure. Um, because I, he did make comments today that he didn't know whether or not Pat would start when he comes back or Pat would work himself back in and just do what's working basically. But I do see a three headed monster coming off of that bench. And that is, uh, Kobe White, who's going to put the ball in the hoop more times than not. Uh, Alex Caruso and Iota Sumu. Those are the guys that are going to – I mean, and, and that coming off your bench, rip to the other team, dude. Sorry. That's got to be fucking intimidating as hell. Um, I don't know if you heard uh, Adam talking about when Caruso's on the floor, the defensive efficiency, the defensive rating for the – what was it like? First. Yeah, it's first in the NBA. And without him, we're, we're 29th. So uh, once you get a guy like that back um, and then you pair him with a guy like Io who also plays defense and can kind of create for himself and hit the shot when he's open um, – you know, I, I think it's going to be scary. Uh, I do have to give Io the game, not the game ball, but I want to give him like something really cool. So, no. <laughs> I mean, we don't have the game ball to give. No, but the, the, I'm so happy <laughs> that he did this. He crossed over um, Trey Young so bad, and then hit a pull up jumper in his face. And honestly, like, <laughs> if I would have died right there, I would have been okay with it. You know, like because I just. Just a look on Trey Young's face as he's running You're just staying for Trey. I didn't know that it could surpass mine, but I think you might dislike Trey Young a little bit more. Oh, I can't I can't stand him. I, I just I can't stand. I'm sure he's a nice person for sure, but the way he plays basketball, I can't stand. I can't. I just I hate the way he plays the game. I hate that flopping all over the place bullshit, the fake falling down, the screaming at refs like he's done something. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand watching him play. It's not entertaining to me. Like he's a rip-off Steph Curry, but he doesn't bring any of the fun that Steph Curry brings. You know, I just I, I can't stand the kid. I really can't. I wish I on disagreed. the basketball court. I, I I wish I disagreed with anything you just said, but I I find I find it hard to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So we disagree all the time, but sometimes we agree on stuff. And at this point, Trey Young is not fun to watch. He's not. I like seriously. It, his haircut sucks too. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not. Not sorry about that. I, I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous. Like, the way the dude flops around the court like he does. Um, the NBA is supposed to be getting rid of that shit, you know. And and where we're at, where we're sitting right now, you know, he, he takes 11 free throws. He leads the, ga- uh, the game tonight in free throw attempts. And I think where I got more mad tonight, where it's heightened right now for me, more so than it would probably be on any regular night, is the late whistles that Trey was getting tonight. Like they were waiting for it to go in, and when it didn't, his bitching was able to sway. What was it swaying the ref's opinion? Was it? Oh yeah, this is Trey Young. He's a he's an all star. You know, like we got we got to give him you know this call. And I think that's what's probably heightened my anger about watching tonight. I don't know about you. I'll let you touch on that, but it was very frustrating. Yeah, I think the only thing that saved me from being extremely angry about those late whistles uh, all night with Trey was. Him traveling multiple times and yeah. kind of killing the momentum for his team, um, and the refs not letting that slide as much as he'd like complain and be like, "What do you mean I didn't move my feet?" You know, like, uh, dude, we got you in 4K. Like, we 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 can all see <laughs> in 4K. Wait. 4K is right there. Well, we got it. We can show it to you again. You gonna stop complaining? Look, right there. Look at look, look up. Look up. Jerry Reinsdorf put in a nice giant screen for you. Just look up. Just look up at the 4K screen. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, is 4K real life? Because the refs are watching it right there. But you're saying you go ahead and watch on the 4K Jumbotron. Yeah. I get it. 
I, I get it. I like that. Well, what like, is real life? Is that like, is that 10K? Like, what, what, what is it? Um, all my TVs are 1080p, so I would assume it's 1080p because I'm not going to say my, my pictures are badass down here. Okay. okay. So, uh, I have no idea. I'm not, I, I don't know resolutions. I'm not good at that. But yeah, he had 4K capabilities to watch it and he traveled every time. So there, Trey Young. There. Um, I want to do point out some things that they did really well. Him and Clint Capella are dangerous together. Um, they're very, very dangerous together. And I'll tell you what, even though they are sitting at 28 and 31, it surprises me a bit. Um, because I, I look at guys like Bogdanovich. I look at guys like, I, I know Gallinari had a throwback game, but he's a vet who's been around for a long time. He's been on some very competitive teams, but those two tonight, those two can win you some ball games, man. I mean, for real. And, the, and, and those guys aren't really highly featured guys within your lineup, you know, uh, and it, they were really, really good tonight. So I have to give them dap. The Bulls tried everything to stop Gallo and Bogdanovich, and they just couldn't find any answers for it. No, I was actually very scared for that uh, bogey three to uh, tie the game there before Javante got that clutch rebound, um, or for the win, rather, because yeah. um, they, they went for the, the headshot. Yeah, they went for the kill shot there. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't like it. Like In those situations, I'm scared. Like, it's a good thing I'm not the coach. I would have fouled. I'd be like, nope. I'm giving the ball to Demar Derozan. Well, that was the first thing that Stacy said. Under ten was, seconds on the clock. I don't care. You're going it, was to the a, it was the first thing Stacy says. Like, don't foul. Don't foul. Just let him shoot it. And I'm like, oh my god, foul. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, fucking foul. Because one the of these idiots are going to hit a three. Let, let me let me give the ball to Demar Derozan. I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with that scenario than bogey. Chucking something up like he's done all night, Nick going in, and then I have to cry about a loss instead of a victory. I will say, um, oh, that's messed up about Peepo and saying that uh, Trey Young will have a Carlos Boozer haircut by the time he's 35 and signing as a free agent with the Bulls. In the comment section, if you are watching on Twitter or Facebook, come in the YouTube comment section right now. Talk with us. But I do want to talk about that last shot attempt, really, for um, the last real one, really. Is when, the last um, real one. That, that's the one we were up for when it didn't count. Right. The, the Vucevic contest. Uh, Stacy pointed out, you know, Vuce had a really rough night tonight. Four for 13 from the field, four for four from the free throw line. He did have 12 points. He had 10 rebounds, three assists, uh, two steals, two blocks. Um, Vuce did a lot of good things tonight. And I want to shout out um, MK Hoops and Casey Johnson on this. MK Hoops had put out a thought just on this, uh, on this that he was like, man, I feel like Vucevic is always deflecting the ball. And KC quote tweeted it and was like, he's actually leading the team in that. Uh, it was Caruso before, or, or Caruso and Lonzo before, but they've been gone for a while. But Vucevic does have active hands, and it shows within that kind of number. And it showed, and then, you know, he got some praise for his defense tonight. And I think you and I have talked about that a little bit, that I think he could be a bit better on defense. You've been content with it. Um, obviously, you can, you can improve at anything you do. But he... At a moment where he needed to step up and realize he's not, he, he can't drop back with Capella. He has to contest this three because of the time, you know, time running out. And he did it, and it was great. I, I he had a couple big moments. He had a couple big boards, and he really helped the Bulls secure this win. So I wanted to give him credit, even though his, uh, you know, his field goal, his field goals were bad. I mean, four for thirteen. You know, he built a house tonight. But, um, he, he did. No, he, I, was, he was clanking that muffin. He was getting mad, too. Jump shooter, I don't think there's anything more intimidating than a controlled, like, 
260-pound man coming out to contest your shot, like, if he trips or stumbles, you might die. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to pile right into you. So, so for him in, in that clutch of a moment to be that controlled and to have that clean of a contest um, was huge for this team, especially on a night where you just pointed out that it didn't matter where he was shooting the ball, whether it was in the post, whether it was in the mid-range. Right. It from three. It was all bad tonight. It was all rushed and forced. And I felt when he actually would rhythm. take his time, though, he, like on the couple that he made, yeah. where he did all right. But yeah, it, yeah, like Stacy says, it's an easy game. <laughs> well, a lot of people like to call Stacy a homer, you know, that he – and listen, I'm pretty sure Javante Green can mug somebody on the defensive end, and Stacy would be like, that wasn't a foul. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm in the same boat with Stacey. I, I am too. I'll yeah. never admit it. I'll never. I would admit never it. tell Javante that he fouled somebody. If I was a referee, I would not blow that whistle. Are you <laughs> I'm not telling Javante Green that no, he you, did something you, wrong. You're cheating. <laughs> but you know, it, it felt no, like, protecting my safety. It felt like with Stacey with Stacy tonight saying that about Vooch. You know, um, you know when he takes his time, he's he's a lot better. He's rushing his shot right now. And you, and then at, when Stacy said that I made it a point to watch Vooch's shot attempts. And as the thing, you know, as he would take the shot, it felt like his, the form wasn't there. He's rushing on his shot a little bit. He's rushing, trying to get into the paint, leaving him short again. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Cause we've seen Vooch have those issues this season and we've seen him break out of it. And Vooch is a good enough player to help in other areas. If that shot's not falling down, this team does not have a lack for scoring. That's first and foremost. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he'll get his stuff together and they'll go from there. One more thing I want to talk about game related here is, uh, again, I know we've talked about the fouls, but Kobe white went four for 10. He did have a big three in the fourth quarter, but he had five fouls on him tonight and shame on those refs for throwing him out for playing good defense and racking his fouls up on him. And when he finally bitched about it to the ref, he's like, you know, it was the third quarter. I think he's like, man, I got five fouls already. I've got five. And you see him saying that as he's walking to the bench, and the ref's like, you know, okay. You know, I'm like, dude, this guy got racked up three foul calls like that on Trey Young tonight. That shit needs to be looked at because I'm almost positive those refs had bet on the Hawks to win. That is a huge accusation to throw out there. I understand that. <laughs> but I'm a homer, and that's what I'm going to say. I mean, come on, man. No, ten, I mean, ten fouls between Io and Kobe White. The, the guys emphasis for the referees this season being on getting away from rewarding offensive players for this selling of foul calls for forcing contact in awkward ways and non-basketball related actions. I you can't continue to reward things like you see tonight. Um and, and he got Io up to five fouls, too. Like, That's what I'm saying. Ten fouls between ten. both of our point guards. Ten fouls between both of our point guards. And I, I, I'm i sorry. I think it's a little inexcusable. I think that they bailed Trey Young out so many times they ran up the fouls on our guard, our guards. It's ridiculous, man. It is. Uh, but back to what we were talking about, our buddy P-Boats here on the side pointing out that Vooch is averaging a career high in blocks as well. Oh, yeah, Vooch is the man, dude. Vooch has been good all year, and it, it's been really awesome to see. Um, you know, I know the shooting hasn't been where it's at, but he's impacting the game in different ways. So, you know, he has filled the need that the Bulls have needed. He's come out, and I mean, even over his last month when he was averaging 24 and 12 and 4. I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I think those are all star numbers. Um, personally, no, no, I mean, and we touched on that. I mean, when that spot opened up, if Vooch came on sooner. Uh, he probably does get that spot over Jared, Jared Allen. Um, 
I didn't even think about that. You're yeah, you're right. We did talk about that. Right. Yeah. Jared Allen wouldn't have made it over Vooch if Vooch would have just started kind of turning it up a little bit earlier than he did. But regardless of the fact, I'm just glad that he's able to again impact the game in different ways and and still be effective, even if that shot's not falling down. Um, anything else in this game that stood out to you? Uh Zach Levine. Where where was his stat line at? Stat, uh, I know no minutes restriction for him. No, uh, no minutes restriction. Um, he went seven for 17 tonight, 36 minutes, two for eight from downtown, four for four from the free throw line. Zach finished with 20 points, five boards, and three assists, and he was a plus five and the plus minus if you dig that thing. So he, he had a good game. I mean, 20 points, um, you know, took 17 shots to get there, but he, he hit a couple uh, run stoppers against Atlanta there to kind of ease the pain as they were making some moves in. Uh, and taking a lead he away. Had a couple contested drives that he probably should have got some foul calls on too. Well, he's not Trey Young, so he can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's what for us is is frustrating about the inconsistency with referees is somebody like Zach Levine, who is such a a strong finisher and a finesse finisher at the rim, just does not get a damn call. But somebody like Trey Young, who flops like a fish, just gets them all, and it just. Right. It's it's baffling. Well, it's frustrating. I, I'm not sure what more Trey Young has done in his career than Zach Levine has done in his career. I, I don't know what Trey has done to earn these foul calls that he gets constantly when we play him, too. That's why I'm I'm being so vocal about it. This is the third time we've had to deal with this crap. He shot horrible in the last game we played against him. The only reason he had the bulk of his points is because he lived at the free throw line. It's annoying. It's absolutely annoying. So, I mean, he's got to have pictures of somebody. He, he's got something. He's got dirt on somebody. I, I'm sorry. He does. Um, Tristan Thompson, yes, his contract is just for the rest of the season, Jeremy. Um, it, it's just for the rest of the season. They used the, what did they use the biannual exception on him? So, uh, which means we can't use it this off season. So, um, they the yeah, they, they used the, the bay. bay, but I think that the bulls in our Taurus Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley believe in enough in this team. I think that they know that they're going to be healthy heading into the postseason, And I think that they brought in a, a need, uh, that we desperately needed here. We brought in a player we desperately needed and, they're going to give it a shot here. So, uh, but yeah, Tristan will be here for the the rest of the year. Um, the first is the buyout deadline, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, one more thing I want to bring up: Demar Derozan's technical foul. What did you think about Demar Derozan's technical foul? Uh, do you think? I, he had, do you think that he had a reason to to complain? Yeah, I mean, maybe, obviously it was so early he couldn't have known how the game was going to go for Trey Young in terms of the whistle. I think it was a little risky taking it that early because that is one of those I'm I'm willing to take this. Like I'm gonna let you know that I adamantly disagree with you. I'm gonna get teed up. And I think given like how much this team needs him, that it was risky to get yourself teed up that early in the game. But at the same time, it set the tone. He ended up with less free throws than Tristan Thompson, but um, <laughs> at, at the same time, it, it did set the tone to like, come on, dude. Like, did, did you, have you seen the season I'm having? What, what do you mean? I'm not going to get that call. I'm not sure what else he has to do to it. Again, I God, I hate being like this because I want to be as realistic as possible. But I I, I have to say, because I truly feel this way. It's like, what do these guys have to do? You know, I mean, DeMar's averaging eight free throws a game. He's getting there. He's getting there for sure. And I know, I understand they can't call everything. I, I get it, but this little, mm, this little Trey Young's running around the court, just, you know, flopping around and his hair is beautiful, curly or whatever the hell it is. Cotton candy is flying all over the place and he's just getting to the line all the time. And I'm just like, what, 
I want that for Zach. I know DeMar gets there, but I want that for Zach. But DeMar should be getting there a little bit more. Sorry. I mean, he's legitimately getting fouled all the time on his jump shots in the paint. Well, no, it's impossible not to be getting fouled. You're getting triple teamed. Three guys throwing their body at you. See, it makes me frustrated. (laughs) I get frustrated. We won, though, so I'm happy about it. But that, that was my only thing, like, last thought on the game is, you know, I, I believe that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's really early to get a technical foul like you had just said. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, burn it down. Burn it down. If you get kicked out, we all leave. Everybody leaves. You know, but it didn't work out. not available. We don't play in the fourth quarter. And the fans leave. We all leave. We all leave. But that that's just my uh, my thought process. A little hyped up tonight. I haven't been on the mic with you in over a week. And I feel good coming out to get, what is that, our sixth straight win? So that's six in a row, and it it feels damn good. Um, That's something that Zach Levine did not do once in his career until this year. What's that? Over a three-game win streak. Oh, yeah, right. And he just just doubled it. Done this twice in in grand fashion. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I'm telling you. I mean, this team's dangerous. And and once everybody starts flooding back in, Billy Donovan's comments last night about Caruso getting back into practice, about Lonzo starting to run – Patrick Williams, he's not practicing yet, but he's taking jump shots. He's doing that that whole thing. It's it's uh it's exciting to see. Uh, we got Jim here. I can't read that out loud, but I will show it on the screen. So if anybody who's listening to this podcast on their way to work tomorrow, go over to the Untap Sports at YouTube and see Beer Garden Jim's comment at the 29 minute and 10 minute or 10 second mark. Pretty good stuff. Um, but <laughs> next game, Saturday. So the Bulls will be off tomorrow night. Saturday against the Memphis Grizzlies. I will be in attendance for that. This will be my first time seeing John Morant in person. Um, I'm excited about that. I got, to, uh, as I told you, I was really excited back on February 11th when I got to see Anthony Edwards play in person, um, and we beat him too, just like we're going to do to John Morant on Saturday. But I'm excited to see this this Memphis team, who's pretty dangerous, man. They're, they're a very dangerous team. A lot of people didn't have them where they are right now. They thought they'd be good, but they didn't think they'd be this good. Um, thoughts on how to get past the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday? Um, put Io DeSumo on John Morant. Game over. Did you swap bodies with me or minds or something? Did you just go full homer on me? I did. I did. Do, 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 I mean, I, I'm excited to watch the matchup, but we, we kind of saw that matchup once before, and that was on Martin Luther King Day, and I didn't have fun. So um, it's going to go differently this time. It's going to go. Yeah. Cause we're at home. We're at home and it's not a stupid noon game or whatever it was or two o'clock game. This time it's at seven o'clock, how it should be at the United center on, on a Saturday night. So yeah. Yeah. Throw IO on them. Let Zach and Damar do their thing. And then we'll definitely get a, a dub here. You got to speak it into existence. If we get the seventh win in a row, you know what that means? Shout out C red friend. That means seven titles coming. So, you know, we need to be ready for that. Um, you got anything else, man, before we get out of here? Uh, not a single thing. Just, just, I love Javante Green. Javante Green Power Hour presented by Goose. Everybody be sure you're going on tap sportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at on tap sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls scripted me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you were watching on the Twitter or the Facebook, if you get a chance, go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel. You can catch us live after pretty much every single Bulls game unless I am at it or it's on the West Coast because I'm too old. I can't stay up for that crap. But I'm hoping we'll be back live Saturday night after the Bulls take out the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's go Bulls.